0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Thank you for our best year to date ahead of us. Oh, Shalabo Sataka, send your word again to us tonight. Help us to begin with your word. Let us hear... The word for this season, the word we need personally, the word we need as a church to come into the fullness of all that you have prepared for us this year. Blessed, blessed be your name. We give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. All right, please welcome your neighbor. You can be seated. Except you need to sit at the back, really. I think those of you at the back can come to the front. Except you're doing something, please. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Notice today was the 16th. So one half of the first month we have completed. And that's how time goes. Tick tock. TikTok. We blink again. It will be at the end of January. Then we blink again. First quarter goes. Second quarter goes. Half year has come. And before we know it, the almighty year 2020 has come. <laughs> Hallelujah. But how many people are expecting God to do amazing things for them in 2019? And knowing that even if the government doesn't deliver on 2020, God will deliver for you. Hallelujah. Say with me, my God is delivering for me. Hallelujah. Let me again remind us, um, I call these things first principles. These are the things you should be praying. These are the things you should be believing. These are the things you should be uh, meditating on. These are the things that should be guiding your expectations about God. And the earlier you learn to live your life by them, the better for you. The earlier you learn. Our series is in the beginning. What to do in the beginning. Of course, we are talking about the beginning of a year now. But it's the same principle. You can apply it to the beginning of a marriage, beginning of a business, beginning of a career, beginning of a project that you are involving God in. And by the way, that is even the main principle. Put God first. Hallelujah. Put God first. Don't begin a year or major things in your life without God. Once you settle that, you now begin to unravel and understand deeper and deeper what it really means to put God first. Glory be to God. And we started going deeper in that. This is what we've been talking about all month. And what we just prayed about, about recognizing Jesus as your beginning and your end. And what that has in store for you is vital. Those scriptures I, I read in um, Revelations. I'm going to read them again in case you don't have them. Please, when we teach things like this, learn to put them down. Learn to take them home. Learn to study them. Pray them. See, once you start doing the things you are supposed to be doing with the first principles. Somebody say first principles. Um, after a while, you will just see them working out in your life. Manifesting. Jesus said the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a man should sow seed in the ground. When you are applying these first principles in your life, it's like you are sowing seed. Like you are sowing seed. And anybody here, even if you are not a farmer, you understand well enough that if you will put seed in the ground, in the right kind of ground and cultivate it well, nurture it, water it, as the seed begins to germinate, you ensure that it gets enough sunlight and you maintain it after a while. It will bring forth fruit in your life. That's what you do with these things. Glory be to God. I I was sharing a testimony at the end of last year. One of the things that happened to us that really made me enjoy the way I ended 2018, finished it very well, was a seed or it's an investment. It wasn't, it was an investment, as in financial investment. Four years ago, thereabouts, maybe it was even five years ago, I can't remember. But we did that investment and we kept it there. We didn't see anything the first year, we didn't see anything the second year, we didn't see anything the third year. But it showed up after a while. Glory be to God. And it added color and beauty to our lives. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. But you see, if you don't know about making investments or sowing seeds, if you don't know these principles, and more importantly, knowing them is not enough. It is doing them. And in the case of these principles, living them that's important. And you can't leave what you don't understand. That's why understanding is vital. Teaching it, repeating it, understanding is vital. It's if you do them that you will enjoy them. We've shared this story over and over again in the church about the man that was dying of thirst. And they brought water to him. He was about to to just die of thirst. He was parched. He He had been in the desert for a long time. And instead of drinking the water, he kept telling the people, if I drink this water, you know I'm not going to die. Ah, if I drink this water, I'm not going to die. Thank God, if I drink this water, I'm not going to die. You even say, praising God. If I praise God, oh, they've now brought me water. If I, and while he was doing that, he just died. Because it's not about water being available that will save you, it is you consuming the water. Hallelujah. So it's not about coming to a church where they pray these prayers. Oh, coming to a church where they teach these things. That is good. What that affords you, like that man, is you have access to the water. Now you have access to the principles. Now you have access to the revelation. But actually drinking the water, leaving the principles, that is the key. And that's what starting strong is about. Because there will be reasons for you not to leave them. You will have temptations. There will be things pulling you in another direction. Oh, don't make the investment this year. You can make it next year. Oh, don't pray the prayer tonight. You can pray tomorrow. And before you know it, 15 days of the new year has come. Oh, It's not the area of the world that gets blessed. It's somebody with me tonight. It's, it's the doer. Glory be to God. Let, let, let me touch on something we've also mentioned um, at least as much as I can. Glory, glory be to God. Before I come back to these first principles, we, 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 our, our prophetic word for the year is new things. Somebody say new things. And I was just going over this again today, earlier today. I'm praying these prayers. We, there was a service or two. I think there were two services sometime last year. we started praying for new things. And I was just praying them all over again. God said, remind people. Some people have stopped praying these prayers. Or some people did not know about these prayers. Maybe they missed the service and they never got back to, make, to, to pray the prayers. We went through scriptures and we found types of new things in, in the Bible that you can pray and you can believe. I shared with us on Sundays one of the vital things you should do in any beginning that you are carrying God on is to fast and pray like Jesus. You should be doing a lot of praying at this time. Praying out the will of God. Praying out the prophecies of God. Praying out the things God has shown to you. Hallelujah. We we have weeks and months. We are still in the new year. Glory be to God. By the time we start approaching the end of February or beginning of February, depending on how your own calendar works, the new year is gone. And the window of opportunity to start strong will be gone. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to mention them. If you, I can't take the time to go through the scriptures again. Just to guide you. And again, we are talking first principles here. Because I said on Sunday, the Bible told us it wasn't just that Jesus fasted. Every church that is a church is doing one kind of fasting program, including our own. We've done three days already. We're going to do another three days at the end of the month. Every Christian that is a Christian should be fasting and praying. That is the pattern Jesus set for us. He was about to start his ministry. And the Spirit, the Spirit drove him. That was the third thing we shared here on Sunday. We gave you three major keys. For people that started in the beginning and did well, he was driven by the Spirit, like the apostles. The Spirit drove him to go and fast and pray. So the question now is what am I supposed to be praying when I'm fasting and praying? Well, these are things you can be praying, particularly now that you have a prophetic word. Pray for a new name if you, if you I, and I can't I'll just maybe mention one of the scriptures each of them have like 6-7 scriptures here. Yeah, Revelations 2-17 you may go and get that service if you ask the media people or maybe we even tell them to broadcast um, to get the service and let people have the link pray for a new name there are 5 major things and these things cover every aspect of life what do we mean by a new name like God gave Abraham a new name his name was Abraham God gave Abraham God will change your name this year Pray for a new song. That's another one. So song can be confession. What you are saying. The summary of your life or the theme of your life. So the Bible says things like, let the weak say I'm strong. So that you won't be saying I'm weak or I'm sick or I'm broke. No, your song will now be I'm, I'm strong, I am rich, I am blessed. Hallelujah. Yeah. Number three, pray for new tongues. So the, 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 the song is what is coming out of your mouth. The tongue is the apparatus that is speaking what is coming out of your mouth itself. The authority with which you declare what you declare. The capacity with which you declare what you declare. When the Holy Ghost came upon them, the apostles, he changed their tongue. May God change your tongue and my tongue this year. So it's not just what we are saying that matters. It's who is saying it or the authority behind who is saying it that matters. If you go to our America... And the White House, and you say, hey, stop there. And Donald Trump says, hey, stop there. Two of you are saying the same thing, no. But the tongues are different. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody say, I receive a new tongue. Oh, hallelujah. Pray for new wine and new wineskins. The, the anointing of the Spirit. The Bible likens it to wine and new wineskins. And lastly, pray for new garments. I, I mean, we said a lot of things when we... When we taught this. I was just praying them again. To them and God said, Tell, remind people to keep praying these things. And you should pray these kind of things all through the year. Glory be to God. Somebody say, I receive a new garment. Say, I receive new wine. And new wineskins. I receive a new tongue. I receive a new song. And I receive a new name. And all those things are symbols of both spiritual things and natural things we can expect to experience in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God God forevermore. So what should I do in the beginning? Glory be to God. I'm, I'm going to close with that, but let me touch on first principles again tonight. Because sometimes... The reason why we do what we do is vital. It helps us. When we have an understanding, why is the first important? Why is the way I start important? Why can't I just coast? And when we really get into the year in March, I can now start. You need to understand the principle of first. First principles. Exodus chapter 13. Hallelujah. Let's go there tonight. Exodus 13. Somebody shout first principles. principles. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, watch what God told him. And this is the Old Testament. This is types and shadows. But we can catch the principle. And more importantly, the spirit of God from there. And we can now bring that into the New Testament and understand the new and living way God wants us to live. Consecrate to me all the firstborn which opens the womb. Among, number one, the children of Israel, both man and beast, number two, it is mine. All the children, and whether it's human beings or whether it is animals, you just give them those two. Consecrate it to me. The first. Somebody say it belongs to God. Let's read further from verse 11. And God went further there in our detailed things here. And it shall be, watch what God told them here. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, this is Exodus. God had just brought them out of Egypt, out, out of those terrible years of bondage. And if you understand the concept, we Christians were like the children of Israel. In fact, the book of Corinthians teaches that. Is it First Corinthians chapter 10? So when they were in bondage and in captivity in Egypt, that was a type and a shadow of who we were when we were not born again. When we are in bondage and captivity to the devil, to sin, to sickness, kingdom of darkness. When God broke the power of Pharaoh over their lives and brought them out, that was a type of shadow of Jesus coming, dying for us, and breaking the power of the enemy over our lives. And bringing us or translating us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. Hallelujah. Do you understand all that? That type and shadow of Old Testament. So watch what, with that in mind, read verse 11, from verse 11. It shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, when you have left the dominion of darkness, the dominion of sin, and you have come into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. As he swore to your forefathers, to your fathers, and gives it to you that, verse 12, you shall set apart to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, set apart to the Lord. All that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal, which you have. The male shall be the Lord. Is now going into details. Verse 13. But every firstborn of the donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of a man among your sons you shall redeem. So he told them, sacrifice the animals, the male, but for your children, don't sacrifice your children, glory be to God, but redeem them. You see, recognize that they are mine, but you bring an offering in their place or you bring a sacrifice in their place. Verse 14, please watch this, very important. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, because I want these things to go on from generation to generation. So I'm starting it with you guys, the generation that came out of Egypt. But pass it on to your children and your children's children. Glory be to God. Are you here tonight? When your son, it shall be that when your son comes saying, what is this that you are saying to him? You tell your son, why are you sacrificing this animal? Daddy, why are you bringing this offering to church? You can say it this way, why are you paying your tithe? Because this is the principle of the tithe. This is the principle of what we are teaching here, that giving God the first part of the year, first principles, recognizing that the first belongs to God. So when your children ask you, why are you doing it? This is the reason. Watch it. Read further in verse, latter part of from verse 14. By strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. We did not save ourselves from the dominion of Satan and sin and darkness. It was Jesus that came to die for us. Glory be to God. He brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and it came to pass, verse 15, when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, you know the story, Pharaoh did not want them to go. Just like we have Christians today, sickness doesn't want them to go. Sin doesn't want them to go. There are some walks of darkness that even though they are the children of God, like the children of Israel, I mean, they were, when they were in bondage for those 100 years, they were already Abraham's seed. And God has said, let my people go, but Pharaoh said no. Watch, watch the point here. It came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn. Some things have been fighting for the last five years of my life. I prayed and prayed, nothing has happened. I fasted and fasted, nothing has happened. When Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. You know the story. Both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beasts. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord... Somebody say, I sacrifice to the Lord. And please note that word sacrifice. God was telling me that earlier in the week. That he was explaining to me why he's saying strong. It has to be strong. God told me you need to be hard on yourself. Not because I want you to be hard on yourself. Because there are things that won't want you to go. The new things God wants you to have. There are certain things that won't want you to have them. There are some stubborn Pharaohs. Hallelujah. So I sacrifice the firstborn to the Lord. All males that open the womb. But all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. And saying I pay for it. So it was an animal. I will kill the animal. But when, my, my, when I give back to a child. Or when my wife gives back to the first child. We bring an offering to the Lord. I redeem. Glory be to God. Verse 16. It shall be a sign on your hand. As frontlets between your eyes. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. Hallelujah. This is, the, this is when God laid that first principle. And that's the principle, the concept that we did not save ourselves. Somebody saved us. You did not bring yourself into this new year. Somebody brought you in. There was somebody that showed you favor, somebody that showed you mercy. And what God is saying to me is your first, I, I didn't kill your own first children, the male, but every first child sacrifices to the Lord. So bring that into our 2019 reality. What we are telling you is this every time you recognize God as first and put God first in the different areas of your life, don't come and start telling me now, okay, Pastor T is only talking about my, my children and my animals. You don't even have animals in 2019. <laughs> Praise God. So the only areas where I'm going to put God first is with my family and my animals. That is not the point. This was a type and a shadow. Hallelujah. This wasn't the real thing. What God is trying to teach you and I now is I should come first in every area of your life. I should come first. Where your time, God should come first. Of course, your finances, God should come first. In your marriage, in your career, learn to practice putting God first. Look at another reason, apart from the one we just read in Exodus 11, Romans 11:16. 11, now this is New Testament, and watch how they taught it here. And this, this should, some of you should be familiar with this, but look at it again. If the first fruits be holy, if I harvest. Fruit from my field. And that's where that phrase comes from. But you can practice that principle. If out of the beginning of the year, I take some time and I use it to put God first. If I make the first fruit holy, the lump will also be holy. The rest will also be holy. If the root is holy. So there's a revelation here. The first fruit is like the root. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the root is holy, glory be to God, so are the branches. And this is the concept here. If I can learn and grow and develop how to put God first in the areas of my life. Now, specifically here, we are talking about 2019. 2019. We are still in the first days of 2019, the beginning days of 2019. If we can make this time holy unto the Lord, the rest of the year, the lump of the year, the branches of the year, they will also be holy. May that be your story in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. And we can learn some things here. May you not have a year that you have to struggle all through the year. (laughs) First principles. You can take out of the first of this year, this month of January, and give it to God. And I'm teaching you what to do. What to do with it. I don't know what to do. let start with the word. Spend time in the word a lot. These first days of 2019, make it holy with the word. That was Abraham's secret. How was it? God told him. Yeah, first of all, he heard from God, and then he did as God spoke. Take time in prayer and fasting like Jesus did. Make the first fruits of the year holy. Look at this other text, Psalm 11:3. The same concept. This concept runs through scripture, and it's not just about your children, your biological children, or your animals. Those were the examples that were used in the Old Testament. That's what types and shadows are the examples. It's your life. Somebody say, My life. Psalm 11 and verse 3. If the foundation is destroyed, what can even the righteousness of God do? What can the righteous do? In a sense, January or this early part of the year is the foundation of this year. The, founding, the beginning, that's the foundation. But they're using foundation, they're using the concept of a building. So you know when you're putting up a building, particularly a skyscraper, they're putting a lot of effort in the foundation. Particularly if they're building these very tall buildings, oh, you should see them when they're, I mean, how deep they're deep. And they put a lot because they know everything rests on the foundation. If this foundation is not well built, it can affect the rest of the building. If January is not well given to God, it can affect the rest of the year. But if it is well built, glory be to God, we can secure the rest of the building. Hallelujah. May the beginning of this year and the rest of this year be secured in God for you and yours in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Proverbs 3.9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. When you see increase, you, you go to work and you get paid salary. Hey, someone say, ah, they didn't increase my salary this month. <laughs> Maybe they should sack you. Then you know that by paying you salary at the month, it's an increase. Ask the person that lost his job last, year, last month. That income did not come in. Or you do a business and you earn profits. That's Out of that increase, that salary that came in, that profit that came in, take first God. You and the scripturally recommended amount is a tenth. This is what guides tithing. Hallelujah. This is why we teach these things. Put God first. Glory be to God. Say with me every area of my life. My money, my time. My relationships. And how do you apply this kind of thing in relationships? You find out the word of God, maybe in your marriage or you are courting someone, you find out what has God said. Like we are courting last, like we shared last week. They came to me, Jesus, we want to divorce our wives. Moses gave us permission to what do you say? Go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. Put God's word about your relationship. Make it the basis, the foundation on which we run this relationship. The rest of the relationship will be fine. Hallelujah. First principles. Again, let let me share with you, when you study that word first, particularly when it's used as a first fruit, and you, you read it all through the Bible, you, you understand the principle God is trying to get across to us, and you begin to study the myriad of applications they're using the scriptures, you will find that there are three main things they are telling you about your dealings with God. When we say put God first, what are we saying? Three major qualities of first. And I wish people would just learn to live like this. By the grace of God, I've been living like this for years now, and I'm growing in it every new year or every new beginning of anything, whether it's ministry, whether it's marriage, I mean, I just go back to these things, this revelation, and I take it deeper and deeper because, I mean, once the first, hallelujah, it's like the rest is okay. What do they mean or what does the Bible mean when it says first? And we are now talking about the general application. Not just money. Not just your biological children. Not just your animals or your job. Mm-mm. Every aspect of your life. Number one, you look at texts like Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We are talking about priority. God must take first position. You see, And we use all these things in our everyday vocabulary. We understand first position. Ah, that boy came first in his class. He was number one. Oh, this, this is number one on my scale of preference. It's priority. Glory be to God. This is the first thing we are going to do. That's how we should do God. When we are saying we are putting God first, hallelujah, this, you, you make God prior. You don't do everything else you want to do. Then you now choke God. ah, God, I now remember you. No, oh. look, look at this story, and I've shared it many times with us. Some people were stuck in an elevator. And they did everything. They shouted, they yelled, they screamed, they pressed all the buttons. They did that for like 30 minutes. And somebody now said, after doing all that, maybe we should pray. After you have, you don't understand first principle. What what should you have done the moment there was trouble? Lord Jesus, you are my, you pray first. When the guy even said, maybe we should pray, um, and the fact that they've even missed it, another person asked, has it come to that? You don't do prayer Has it come to that. You do prayer first. Because in his own mind, he says, hey, when we now have to take it to God, that means all hope is lost. No, we should start with God. Learn making God our alpha. That, that's what some people do. They, they have a health challenge. They first use all the medicine they know how to do. Ah, uh, medicine didn't work. Then they go to the pharmacy. Pharmacy prescribed. Pharmacy didn't work. Uh, okay, it's now time for doctor. Then they go to doctor. Doctor did They now go to America. They go to New- When they have now, got, two years have come and gone, they now say, I let's start praying. It's too late by that time. The first time you felt the principle was Jesus, you are my healer. Priority. Learn to prioritize God. Glory be to God. All of us understand that concept of first. Another meaning you will see in Bible is superiority. We're not just talking prioritizing God as in the position now. We are telling you make God superior to everything. In other words, make God the best. When you say he was first position, um, he, he took first place in the class. You are not talking about um, he was the first place in the class. I mean he was, he was superior to all his classmates. is the best student in the class. He's the best in English. He's the best in literature. is the best athlete. He's not the first person that came to training him. He's superior. Hallelujah. And they use that in scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 15. I hope somebody is learning something now. Hallelujah. And I hope you are learning it to the point where you can live it. It's not about, hey, if I drink this water, I will not die. You have to drink the water, sir. You've got to learn to live life where God is superior to all else. Not that money is superior. See, it is renewing our mind. Some of us, the value systems we have grown up with is money is superior. Our job is superior or more important. No. When we say God first, we are saying God is superior. Look at this text, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20. Watch this, watch this, very powerful. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who are falling asleep. Now, of course, that means, yes, Jesus... First of all, it doesn't even mean... Yeah, this is even good. It doesn't mean that Jesus was the first person God raised from the dead. They've been raising people from the dead before Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus himself raised Lazarus from the dead. So, we are not talking position here. Jesus was not the first person God raised from the dead. So, what does mean by is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, who have died? Verse 22 makes it clearer. Watch this. As in Adam, for as in Adam all die... So in Christ all shall be made alive. Watch. But each one in his own order. Christ as the firstfruits. Afterward, those who are Christ in his coming. Hallelujah. And, and when you read James 1.18, you're going to see the, the point they are making in 1 Corinthians. James 1.18. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we may be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So we Christians that will also be raised from the dead, we are first fruits, according to James 1.18. But according to 1 Corinthians 15, Jesus is also first fruits. So what's the difference? He's superior to all of us. We are not He's not our mate. He is the first son, as in he is superior to every other child of God. He has made us children of God, but he's superior to us. They're talking about superiority here. Superiority. So you don't treat God like you treat other people. Hallelujah. Let me bring it where it comes from. We don't treat the things of God like we treat other things, we treat them with superiority. This is more important. This is first place. Hallelujah. So, in our everyday vocabulary, we have things like the first world, and then we have nations that we call the second world, and then there are nations like ours that we call the third world. Is it that they formed one country before us? No. Why? It's, so, it's not first position. It's first of Some countries are superior to others. In some countries, um, standard of living is at this level. They are superior. That's why they are called what? So, first means superiority. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so, when, when you start learning first principles, somebody say first principles again, and putting God first, these are the three things that, and it cuts across. God takes priority, God takes superiority. Amen. Amen. And the third definition, or the third description, or the third application of the word first, again, we use this one in everyday vocabulary, is quality. Quality. Hallelujah. I use two other words to describe them. When we say priority, we are talking about position. So God should be first place. When we say superiority, we are talking about um, the best. Let's learn to give God our best. Because he's superior to all others. And you see that all through scriptures. When God was rebuking the nation of Israel in the book of Malachi, He was telling them that the offering you won't give your governor. The lamb that is blind that you can't give your governor. You are bringing it to me. Is your governor superior to me? That's what he was talking about there. Somebody say superiority. Having that understanding about how you relate with God. And the third one here is quality. What do we mean by quality? Cost. Cost. Look at this text again. Genesis 4. If you read Genesis 4 from verse 1, the Bible is talking about Cain and Abel, and they both bought offerings. Back in the day when we didn't have enough light and understanding of scriptures, they used to teach, ah, it's because Abel brought animals and Cain brought um, vegetables, fruits, and the life of some of these, that's just ignorance. It has nothing to do with animals. Okay, what if I'm not, do you have animals today? (coughs) It has nothing to do with animals. And if you study it well, you will see what what, what is there. Abel, verse 4, brought watch of the firstborn of his flock and their fat. That that was the key. And their fat to the Lord. And the Bible said, Cain also brought an offering. But the Bible now said, the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Hebrews 11 says it this way, um, Hebrews 11 verse 4 as well, the, um, Abel brought a more excellent offering. Well, what do they mean when they say, um, and it's fast? Number one is first that Abel put God first. The Bible says in the period of time, both of them brought offerings. Most likely Cain too brought his offerings first, but Abel's one and their father, it cost Abel. He just didn't give God any force. He's the one that the best ones and the one that cost him the more. This is what David was teaching us in 2 Samuel 24, 24. I will not give God an offering that costs me nothing. So some people bring things to God, whether it's money or worship or stewardship or the use of their skills, their sacrifice. Some people even bring it position first. But it doesn't cost them. The same principle Jesus was teaching about the widow with the two mites. He said, All these rich people, they put big money, in, but they gave out of their abundance. It didn't cost them anything. But this woman gave her entire livelihood. The cost to her. That's, that's how she put God first more than you said that she's she first than all of them. Principles. I call them first principles. First principles. And remember, when you put God first, He sanctifies the rest. If the first fruit is holy. So when I learn to walk with God by prioritizing God, somebody say priority. Then somebody say when I learn to walk with God and making him superior to all others. I mean, superior to myself. The way some of us treat ourselves and things that matter to us. Compared to the way we treat God and things that matter to God, we are most, in, in, in our estimation, we are superior to God. And I'm telling you, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You know, we are saying, start strong. I, I was feeling a bit bad after I finished preaching on Sunday. Sometimes that happens to me that maybe I was God, you are not too hard. They need it. I said, you, you need to be strong on yourself. And live this way. It will bring beauty and color to your life. Learn to spend for God things you have not even spent for yourself. I've shared this testimony with us before. I will never forget the day God told me it's okay for you to go and spend one million naira on yourself. By that time, I had given one million naira offering later later in church. I had never done it for myself. I said, No, but it's okay. Sacrifices you won't make for your family, learn to make them for God. Because God is superior. Let, I mean, this is how to do first. <laughs> Glory be to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Practice quality, practice the superiority of God, and practice the priority of God. Hallelujah. Haruno, he said, when King David came to make that sacrifice, he said, I will give you everything, King. David said, No, I will pay for it. I will not give to God what costs me nothing. So watch this. He could have collected the land and the sacrifice for Samuel 24. Go and read the story. I don't have the time. From Aruno and giving the offering. <laughs> he could have done that. But God will not recognize it. Because it wasn't passing forth. He said, no, no, no. I will pay for it. It must cost me something. Sometimes your prayer life must cost you something. Sometimes serving, not sometimes, serving God must cost you something. It's not just giving. Cost you something. And that's how we put God first. Hallelujah. Somebody leave those hands where you are. And ask God, Lord, give me understanding. Give me understanding. This year, let me walk with you first place. Can I, In all the dimensions that is being been taught here. And I'm telling you, church... On one level or the other, please listen to me before you pray. I'm not teaching you theories. I, I said something powerful on Sunday. God brought it back to my memory. I've been listening to my mentors and people I learned from, from supernatural. Other people I listen to, there are people I feed from. I mentioned somebody on Sunday. Nobody's teaching anything new per se. I'm going to come to that in a moment again. What did that mean? Not about finding one strange revelation. No. For about three, four years now, Dr. K has been teaching us the same thing. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Rest, rest, rest. I mean, rest, I mean. If I had any strange revelation as it were during supernatural, I, I can there are things they have taught us before. Glory be to God. So God told me that means what you guys should focus on a lot this year is applying these things better. When we say new, we are not really referring to something different. The first and the most part of the newness, I want to stress that again as we are going to pray this prayer, is just refreshing, renewing, glory be to God, reviving. Very, very sure many of you have had these things before, but if you've been in church for a while, Maybe I said something in a new light or something, but how well are you walking in it? And more importantly, my brother, and my sister, how well are you drinking the water so it can quench your thirst? Because if I believe if I drink this water, I will not die. That is not going to save you from thirst until you drink it and drink it sufficiently to quench your thirst. So lift those hands and say, Father, help me to live these principles to understand them, to walk in them. Come on, I'm going to give you a minute or two. Open your mouth and pray. To leave them. To leave them. It's not the hearers of these things that enjoy them. No, it's the doers. And we will know the person that's enjoying them from the person that is not enjoying them. I mean, it's light and they help me to leave them to a point where it's bringing forth fruit in my life. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Can Help me to prioritize God. Help me to see God as superior to all others. And help me to walk with God, making sure that the things I do for God, they cost me quality, priority of God, superiority of God, the quality of God. Help me to put you first, first. Come on, pray, pray, pray. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. See, sometimes some of us are looking for what to pray. These are the things we should pray that God should give us understanding in these things. Or to pray. All right, let me quickly begin to close. So, having said all that, and we said all that because you are to practice first principles now in the beginning. In the what should I do in the beginning. Find first principles and practice them. Practice them. And what I just shared with you is when you are practicing first principles, have those three major things about what first means at the back of your mind. So when I tell you that like Abraham obeyed when God told him, he had the word of God serve me of course god didn't tell abraham serve me god said leave your father's house abraham did it you will see those things priority of god he left he put god first that is i mean you will see those three i said one the priority of god the superiority of god and the quality of god in what abraham did look at some of the things abraham did when god told him go and sacrifice isaac your son he put god first about what his wife will say. God was superior to Sarah. God was superior to Isaac. Leave your father's house. He left. Put that first. That's 75. I'm now old. God was born b- b- to him. So when we are saying, start with the word, <laughs> you understand what we are saying. We're not just saying, read um, your Bible and then you rush out. Mm, Some people are reading the Bible, but they're not doing what the Bible is saying. Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken. And he, oh, he made mistakes, so, but he learned as he kept going. Hallelujah. So, how do I start? Hear from God. Someone says, I I don't know what God is telling me. Go and spend time in prayer and know that you know you have heard from God. I keep going back to it. I will never forget that day. I will tell you one thing that the devil is afraid of. You, You must know how to pray. And you grow in that. You hear. Nobody was there. Pastor that was not even there. So that whole thing of miscarriage do not keep happening in our marriage. I will tell you one thing. You go and pray and you hear a word. And there's nothing difficult in hearing a word. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Oh, I, I don't know. Read your Bible. I gave you an example. Start with the written word. Carry your Bible. Read it. Go and get the messages we preach in church. Start from there. Obviously, all these men of God that are speaking over your life, from Pastor Keo to Reverend Giorgio to Reverend K O and Pastor Teal, somebody should be able to tell you something from God's word that you can hear, that you can do like Abraham did with the priority of God, with the superiority of God, and with the quality of God consciousness. At least start from one level. You may not be able to walk like Abraham. Yeah, but bless God, you should be able to take a baby step. So we said, just take a step. You don't have to do everything. I, I want to get to that tonight. Because sometimes when we teach these things, some people think we are trying to say that if you don't do everything, you are going to die. Mm -mm. Let let, let me get to that. I want to give you one more person. So we said, Abraham, what did Abraham do in the beginning? He heard from God. And this is why I said, have words or a word, so have a word or words you are living or you are running with. If you had met Abraham in Genesis 12 verse 4, After they said, and Abraham departed. So Abraham departed. And you ask him, Abraham, what are you doing? God said, I should leave my father's house. How I go to pay rent this year? God said, I should leave my father's house. What was running his life was what God told him. And he ran well. Hallelujah. What should I do in the beginning? You can learn from Jesus. He prayed and he fasted. After the Holy Ghost came, he had told Mary. In um, John chapter 3, my time has not yet come. But he now went for the baptism of John. The Holy Ghost came of me. You are my son, my only begotten son. He knew his time had come. What was the next thing? They didn't tell us Jesus had a word from God. That wasn't the emphasis. And you see, this is how the Bible teaches. Different things. I'm talking to several, I mean, there are hundreds of people in this church so your own word or what you should emphasize may be different from that person. That's why we teach four, five, six, seven keys. You don't necessarily have to do all of them, but find one at least, my brother. I want to get to. I want to close with that tonight. I'm coming. So what he fasted and he prayed, Luke chapter four. That's what you can do in the beginning. And the third example we gave on Sunday were the apostles. Don't leave this place until the Holy Ghost comes. And they began after the Holy Ghost came. So that's a good thing to do in the beginning. I want to ask you a simple question. God was asking me this over the last few days. Pastor T, is there a fresh anointing on your life this new year? And whether it's a yes or a no, that's how you know whether you're beginning and you're starting strong. Is there a fresh anointing? Or more practically applicable because you can't just go to um, um, ShopRite and say I want to buy anointing. You can buy all the anointing oil you want. Anointing and anointing oil are two different things. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Are you, so this is the more question, are you doing anything to get a fresh anointing on your life? Are you doing anything to get a word from God? And one thing that can help us to get a fresh word, to get a fresh anointing is fasting and praying. And thank God for the kind of church we have. That our spiritual covering prays over us every day. Can start with that. I mean, that's me. I start prayer a I minute. Mean, I just pray with Dr. K. Okay. After it's 15 minutes, I go on. Number four, this is the guy I want to close with tonight. So we've, we've looked at Abraham. We've looked at Jesus, Lord of the Apostle. And this is the concept. Why are we studying it in this light? Go back to Hebrews chapter 6. I just quoted it briefly on Sunday. Let, let's read it. That's the beautiful thing about midweek service. We can go a bit deeper. Hebrews 6. I mean, this is how God said we should teach this this year. Somebody learning something tonight. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6 from verse 9. I, I shared this text online when God dropped it to my heart earlier today. Hebrews 6 9. Well, we already preached on it from Sunday, but God just showed me something fresh here. Are you ready? But beloved. Somebody say, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. I mean, been flogging that message in church for three, four years now. Dr. K has been doing that. We are confident of better things concerning you. I prophesy over your life. See, part of the new things are the better things. Glory be to God. You will see better things this year in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We are confident. Yes, things that accompany salvation. So, he said, if any man is in Christ, a new creature, all things are passed away. Better things are supposed to come with salvation. Your 2019 will be better than 2018 in the name of Jesus. Your 2019 will be better than 2018 and all the years prior in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Our path is to shine brighter and brighter. I love what he said here. We are confident that there are better things. Though we speak in this manner. So don't get worried when we pitch strong messages. That's why we are teaching what we are teaching. And look at what he said, verse 9. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. So he was encouraging them to serve God. Why are we telling you to do the things we are telling you? Why are we teaching you do the things we are teaching you? Oh, it may sound strong. It may sound hard. We may be rebuking you. may be correcting you. Why? We are confident of better things. For you, that concerns salvation. And understand this. This God that we are thinking about is a rewarder. That's the point Paul was making here. God is is not a user. God cannot tell you to put him first. And at the end of the day, it will cost you more than it will bless you. That's not God. That is not a 419 God. And we are teaching you these things because we are confident that there's a better tomorrow for you. God is not unjust to forget your labor of love which you have shown towards his name, in that you minister, in that you have ministered to saints and do minister. Look, again, Alpha and Omega, that Revelation 21 text, and he said, behold, my reward is with me. As you start this year, understand that Jesus is a rewarder. You may not see the fruit this year, oh. it may not come the second year, it may not come the third year, but I'm telling you it will come the fourth year. And when it comes, may it will decorate your life very well. So keep sowing, keep expecting, keep believing. We are confident of better things that accompany salvation. And this is the admonition we desire that each one of you, very, very important, I bind every demon operating in any life that when we are teaching spirituality, they say they are not talking about you. We are talking about you, sir. Ah, no, they're only talking to people that have first degree. No, we are talking about you. Each one of you. As long as God can give you ears to hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. Don't tell yourself they're not talking about you. And when they teach first principles, no, it's the the bishops they're talking to. No, we are talking about you. Let me tell your neighbor, we are talking about you. When we teach Abraham, we are talking about you. When we teach, and that's, let me quickly read on. Hallelujah. We desire that each one of you show the same diligence. When I teach you first principles, like I God opened my eyes to see that Abraham practiced first principles, show the same diligence of Abraham. I'm not asking you to go and sacrifice your son tomorrow morning, no? <laughs> but you get the point. What we are bringing that Abraham demonstrated, start taking your own baby steps. Start practicing the priority of God. Start practicing the superiority of God. Start practicing the quality of God. Let the things of God that you are doing cost you. There's nothing like a convenient Christianity. I will not give to God. An offering that costs me nothing. Show the same diligence that David showed. Show the same diligence that Abraham showed. Show the same diligence that Jesus and the apostles showed. Show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. You see, we are teaching it at the beginning, but show diligence to the end. Ah, another year that's come, and he said, start again. It's a cycle, sir. Thank God I didn't bring out that investment after year two because I've not seen anything. You know some people are like that. They start a business two years, something hasn't happened, they now stop it. Hey, that's why your life is like this. Show the same diligence to the full assurance. Ah, I've been praying this scripture for two years. I've not seen a verse. Continue, sir. God is a rewarder. I've been sowing this seed. I've been tithing now for six months. I've been continue. Show the same diligence to when, or to just the beginning, to the end. Glory be to God that you be, do not become sluggish. These things don't work for lazy Christians. I mean, we're talking about starting strong starting strong i said something powerful on sunday there is no serious christian on the face of this earth that is not doing one or some of these things i'm teaching starting a new year you can't make time to fast and pray don't become sluggish but you imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise hallelujah somebody saying new springs new things are springing forth in my life Hallelujah. Let me close. Final scripture. On this is I want to close tonight. First Kings chapter 3. What should I do in the beginning? So, Hebrews 6 from verse 9 says, follow those that united the promise. So, w- w- what did Abraham do in the beginning? I can learn something from him. What did Jesus do in the beginning? I can learn something from him. What did the apostles do in the beginning? I can learn something from them and I can show the same diligence to the end. You're going to see that in this last story. Because a strong start doesn't necessarily guarantee a good finish. We want to read about Solomon. Solomon started well, but he didn't end well. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Amen. When you end with 300 wives and 700 concubines, something went wrong. somewhere. <laughs> That was not the plan of God for your life, sir. Hallelujah. So this is another person that started well. How did Sol- They just made him king. They just made him king. Um, chapter 3 of 1 Kings. I want to pick up a few verses from Solomon here. Verse 3. Solomon loved the Lord. Uh, that's a good quality. Walking in the statutes of his father David. Except he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high places now please note that that, i want to bring that here because this guy watch this this, he he was walking off god but he was still getting some things wrong and yet god still blessed him so when we teach things like this please don't start beating yourself over the head that you are not doing everything right the ones you are doing right i I, I love the lord except they were not supposed to be sacrificing in high places it was disobedience. It was an error. It was one of their, um, it was some people that had missed God that started it in, in their time. They were not supposed to be doing that. But that's why the Bible telling that they accepted the sacrifice in, in, in high places. Now, I'm not asking you to willingly disobey God. Hello. But somebody say God is not a condemner. And there is therefore now no condemnation for me. Glory be to God. Don't worry about the things you have not perfected yet. Hallelujah. Now, don't worry if you are still sacrificing in this is not a go and sacrifice I do somewhere. Are you getting my point? (laughs) Oh boy. We have to be qualifying these examples. (laughs) That's not the, the point, is even though he wasn't getting everything right, God still granted him. And that's the mercy of God. You will not be perfect or you are not yet perfect. Hallelujah. But hear one or two or three things from what the Spirit of the Lord is telling us. And start. Tap your neighbor and tell him how to start. And we are all familiar with Solomon's story. He became king. And the Bible said he asked God for wisdom. So that's something you can do in the beginning. Verse 9. Hallelujah. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart. You're going to pray that prayer tonight. Uh, Wednesdays is still wisdom and wonder. Wednesdays, learn to ask God for wisdom, particularly at the beginning. So you start this year in those areas where you want to see victory like never before. I mean, he's going to run a nation. He said, ah, this is a great nation. I'm but a child. Your people are a great people. I'm but a child. Therefore, verse 9, give your servant an understanding how to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. Hallelujah. For who is able to judge these great people of yours? Verse 10, I love it. This speech please the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know what that means for you and I today? The Bible says when we pray according to his will, he heareth us. And he grants us, like he granted Solomon, the petitions inside of him. So when we pray the word of God, hallelujah, the speech pleases the Lord. The prayer pleases the Lord. Learn to pray the word. Learn to pray the word. Wisdom is still the principal thing in 2019. No? Rise on your feet as we close tonight. Wisdom is still the primary, is the beginning thing. Hallelujah wisdom is still the beginning thing you need wisdom for that marriage you need wisdom for that ministry you need wisdom for that business you need wisdom for that family those challenges that have been dogging you for years now that you've not you seem not to be able to to shake off the pharaoh that has been proving stubborn hallelujah Wisdom is the principal thing, Proverbs 4 7. Therefore, get wisdom. And you know, you're getting, get understanding. Get wisdom. Hallelujah. James 1 5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And I trust we got some wisdom through the teaching tonight. The wisdom of first principles. The wisdom of first principles. And any other wisdom God wants to reveal to you, lift your hands tonight and open your mouth and say, Heavenly Father. Like you granted Solomon wisdom in the beginning of his kingship. As I start 2019, grant me wisdom. Wisdom that will birth wonders this year and beyond like it did for Solomon. Wisdom that will bring creativity. Wisdom that will bring new things to pass. Lord, grant me wisdom. I ask you for wisdom and I ask in faith, knowing that you give liberally and without reproach. And I thank you, Father, that this wisdom is given me, like it was given Solomon, in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Wisdom. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Ital Avenue.